Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Joining us now, as he does every single Wednesday, our Red Sox and Bruins insider at Nesson, Tom Karen, TC, back from the holiday and bracing for New Year's. So, uh, you know, yeah. Let me, yeah, we're ready. Yeah, let's go. I think a lot of people are ready for a new year. You know, I got a couple of Red Sox questions, and I I've got them kind of in succession, you know, successive order here. So let me start with this one. Last week, Buster Olney told us on this show that he thinks the Red Sox could be surprise players for Trevor Story. And then I had someone ask me if they sign Story now. Is that a sign that they wouldn't pay Bogarts in the future? Do you think if they? I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I need to cut you off, but I don't think so because we, I've been talking about this with some people and 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 anybody like that, right? I mean, it, you know, for for a little while, you know, there, there was talk that they'd go sign a big shortstop on the free agent market career or something, right? And but let's say it's Story. I the beauty of a move with Story is you could plug him in at second base. Uh, and really upgrade the offense. He can play the position. We know that. It gives you, uh, let's just say, the insurance policy. I, I don't think it automatically means you won't pay Bogart. But it, it's pretty clear. I, I mean, you're, you're appro- aren't you approaching uh, a Mookie Betts, uh, you know, uh, 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 crossroads here with Bogart? The money's out there. He knows the money's out there. He left money on the table by taking the last deal. He's not going to do it again this time. Can you sign him? Sure you can. Are you going to give him $300 million? You're not. Is there a middle ground that you can get him signed? Yes. But if it doesn't happen, do you want to be left holding the bag again and nothing? That's what they did with Beth, and we can go back to that. And people screamed and said, I will never watch this team again, and then they were watching when they beat the Yankees in the wild card game and came two wins away from the World Series. Was it the right move to trade him? I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Time will have to still tell, right? Only only one of the three guys they got has played the major leagues. But Rudo's been pretty good. We'll see We'll see what, what, what Downs and Wong do down the road. But they made the decision they were not going to lose Mookie Betts for nothing, not risk losing Mookie Betts for nothing. I think they have to look at Bogarts the same way. Love the guy. Back when it all began, I said Bogarts is the guy you build around, and I was wrong because Betts has obviously been a generational player, so either one of them. But I thought Bogarts was the guy you build around. He wants to be here. He wants to stay here. Hopefully they can get it done, but can you risk losing Xander Bogarts and getting nothing in return and having a hole at shortstop? I don't think you can. So I'm with you. I said the same thing. I think if they sign Story or somebody, it doesn't preclude them from also paying Bogarts. The next question is kind of what you alluded to. How much money do you think Bogarts wants? It looks like you're talking about more money than I thought. I had it pegged yeah. at I had it pegged yeah. at eight years in two twenty. More than Simeon got, but less than Seeger and Correa get. That's probably about right. It's probably about right. It's not three hundred. I was I was using the, the bets sort of hyperbole. Um, no, I don't think he'll get three hundred million. It's a little bit later in the game. Uh, that's probably not far off, and we know this. I know this. I think we all know this. The Red Sox, it's not so much the money. It's the years. Okay? And I think those years for Xander Bogarts, uh, you know, listen, I, and as good as he has been, he has, uh, he has really turned himself into a serviceable defensive shortstop when there were questions about that at the beginning of all, uh, of, all of his career. Are, will he be able to stay at that as he gets older? I don't know. Do you want to manage your shortstop eight years from now? nine years from now in this case, 
um, that that's a that's a long, long, long time to tie up. So I I don't know if they would go that far. That and, long. I think the money makes sense. The 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 AAV makes sense. I think the number of years is what'll be the problem. And the final question in my succession is: Okay, now we think that we're together. Story wouldn't preclude them from signing Bogarts. We know the money that Bogarts would get. We're okay with paying that money. The years maybe not, but we're okay with the money. Could you have Story, Bogarts, and lock up Devers? Or are you yeah, choosing at that point between Devers and Bogarts? You're tying up a lot of money if you do that. And if you're going to tie, lock up one versus the other, I think you have to start with Devers. Don't yeah. He's 25 yeah. years old. He's 25 years old. Uh, and, and you know what he has done already? Uh, just getting to his prime years, uh, still really a year or two away from his prime years, right? I mean, it's, you know, again, like, like Bogarts, you're going to have to swallow some lack of range defensively, although he has certainly improved, as, as has Bogarts over his career. Uh, but I, I, I think it's really hard to lock up those three guys, knowing what we've seen from High and Bloom so far, knowing how he wants to, you know, uh, uh, sustainable is the word they like to use, right, where, where, where you're not tied up in long-term contracts that handcuff you down the road. Hard to imagine all three of those guys here on long-term deals. And I think before you even talk to Bogart, you got to try to get something done with Devers. I think it makes a lot of sense to get Devers done this coming year before the start of the season. They usually do these deals in spring training. Uh, I think they would have to give a real good attempt to sign Devers this spring training. Tom Karen, Red Sox and Bruins insider at Nesson with us here on the Brady Farkas Show as he is every Wednesday on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. You know, TC, you've seen this scenario, I'm sure, many times in your life. You have a friend who's in a long-term relationship. They break up. They go their separate ways for a bit. And then all of a sudden, they start dating again. But they're not quite ready to tell the world, and they're not quite ready to make it official yet. What's going on with Tuka Rask and the Bruins? They are that friend. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, listen, uh, every every account from both Rask's people and I know and, and from the Bruins has been, if he's going to play, it's probably going to be here. He's practicing with the team. He's probably a couple weeks away from being able to join the team. He's been the emergency backup goaltending, the e-bugs that we all love to talk about in the NHL. Uh, listen, the way I, I, I don't see any other way this plays out. I think they sign Rask. Uh, I think for better or worse, Swayman, which is a, a tough pill for him to swallow, goes back to Providence because he can. You've locked up the money in Olmark. You're not going to have Rask long-term. Swayman's still the future. If you handle it the right way, you tell the kid, listen, got three goalies. you got to go down and play. I know that stinks. You're, you're ready or close to ready to be a, a regular NHL goalie, but you're not going to play every day here. You need to play every day. You're going to go there. You're still our future. You're 23, 24 years old. Yeah, great goaltenders usually are in their late 20s. If all plays according to plan, you're going to be our goalie for six, seven, eight years, just not this year. Uh, and then, you know, the, the old, these things have a way to work themselves out. Somebody gets hurt, somebody gets called, something's going to happen, you'll be back here. But for now, we need you in Providence. I think that's the way it plays out. Brad Marchand, pretty upset and miffed about the uh, NHL players not being able to go to the Olympics, says that there should be a taxi squad. I don't know what, how feasible it is to have a taxi squad between the U.S. and Canada and Beijing, but uh, nonetheless, he wishes that were the case. Yeah, pretty clearly uh, made yeah. the case, didn't he? I uh, did not leave a lot of room for interpretation with that post. Uh, you know, I get it. He's 33 years old. He's finally going to get to play for Team Canada, and it got taken away from him. Uh, it's a bit of a pill to swallow. 
Uh, I disagree with him. I think the NHL did the right thing. You've got to use those three weeks to make up all these games. Bruins are, what, six, seven games and counting? Uh, they've already moved the Montreal game to Boston. Yeah. They get to play that game. Uh, it, it, they're in complete turmoil right now. And the last thing you need is Brad Marchand or anybody else being stuck in China for two extra weeks after the games because uh, there was a positive test or a close association or whatever it is. Uh, so I listen. I don't believe you know the nightmare of you know the, the nightmare stories of you know we stuck there five weeks in a gulag. I mean that wasn't going to happen to the NHL guys, right? I mean NBC was going to fly a private jet and get them to some hotel and. In 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 uh, Southern California to finish up their their, their quarantine if they had to. There's going to be a way with all that money to get them out of China. The problem is there's no way to guarantee you can get them back on the ice. Uh, his, pri- his, his his primary commitment has to be to the Boston Bruins. Uh, they need him here. They need that time to make up the games. It's a tough pill to swallow. Really, I mean, what they probably ought to do is push the games off for a year, right? At this point, but that's not going to happen because we're closing in on it. So. I understand his frustration, but I also understand what the NHL is doing. DC, something I've heard a lot about recently is actually a pretty interesting idea. What do you think if hockey went the way of women's soccer, where the World Cup is the big one and the Olympics is more of an amateur showcase? What do you think about the World Cup of hockey being a more regular event, best on best, and the World Junior Championships kind of sliding into that Olympic time slot? Yeah, they try, yeah, the World Cup of hockey just never really – here's what they, well, here's what I never understood. Yeah, basketball in the in, in the summer Olympics. I, I get it. You can say some sport. Why not play hockey in the summer? Hmm. Why not play hockey in the summer Olympics? It's an indoor rink. You're not playing. It's not. It's not the Winter Classic. Play it indoors where, where the NHL players can play, and and when the best hockey players on the planet get to capture center stage in the off season. You know, it's what I always, the, the World Baseball Classic in baseball. Great idea. Bad execution. You do it late spring training. Everybody gets hurt. Everybody blows out their arms later in the baseball season. Have you know that baseball needs to have like an Olympic break over the All Star Game like they do and play the World Baseball Classic in the summer? Hockey needs to play in the Summer Olympics. That's what I think. Hmm. Very interesting, TC. I get you out of here on this. I'm going to my first Patriots game on Sunday. Pats Jaguars. My fiance and I are staying in Dedham the night before and uh, taking the uh, I don't know the MBTA or whatever it's called up to Foxborough. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you got any good food recommendations along that path? Oh, sure. Yeah, if you're staying in Dedham, there's a ton of great restaurants in Dedham. Legacy Place is loaded with them. Uh, uh, it's a whole development. And then, and then Patriot Place, you go to Davios or something if you're over at Patriot Place, you got time for that. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, Dedham, uh, again, Legacy Place is a big upscale development with a ton of great restaurants and, uh, and shopping and stuff. So uh, go do that. Go to Patriot Place early and, uh, and go to Wormtown Brewery and Scorpion Bar, have oh. one before the game, and then uh, and hope they cover the 15 and a half points when they take the field. I might need more than one if they're going to play like they did the last two weeks. So, <laughs> DC. It's the Jags. Yeah. It's the Jags. Relax. It's, it's the perfect time. I'm more worried about the Dolphins in a week than I am about the Jags this week. My joke has been, my running joke has been that I'm making it to Gillette this season before Urban Meyer. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so. And, uh, yeah, you will have coached as many games against the Patriots this season. That's right. TC, we will talk to you next week. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. You too. Appreciate it.